0: You were my home mother. I had no home, but you, a quote by Janet Fitch. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Texas chicks who talk murder. We are so excited to be back for yet another episode. How are you doing, Barb?
1: I am doing really good. It has been a crazy few weeks for us. Thank you, guys. I want to say real quick for just being patient with us. But I'm doing really good. I got to see you this weekend and um, do some things around the house that needed to be done. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, Yes, like she said, thank you all for letting us take these two weeks off with me starting school and moving it was a lot of stuff going on and also with my job there's a lot of stuff going on where i needed to just take a break and thank you for allowing me to do that but i'm excited to be back and if it kind of had sound like an echo i'm in the new house um and so we all know when you move into a new house it has that little echo in the back but just kind of ignore it um i do want to say that yes obviously the voters episode is closed um, but I want to say that we are going to cover the winner of that voters episode this month, um, because you guys did vote for it already. So we want to just go ahead and carry that one over and then we'll do, uh, another drawing in July. So we already have the winner for this month. We won't be putting up a post if you've noticed already. Um, yeah, but thank you for all of those who voted and make sure you tune in to see who won at the end of this month. And I was going to say that today was going to be a short-ish episode, but I actually decided while I was writing this to do two different cases because the first case reminded me so much of a case that I personally knew. Um, Yeah, so I want to go ahead and get into today's episode. Let's talk about two different murder cases of just incredibly, incredibly hard um, topics to talk about, um, especially because um, it involves children losing basically both of their parents and each of them. Um, so yeah, I do want to say that for the first case, I got my, my information from lawandcrime.com and abc13.com and then for the second case, I got my information from fox26houston.com and houstonchronicle.com Um, so yeah, today I want to tell you about two cases where two women were murdered, but I want to get into the first one. This mother was murdered while her kids were just inside of her home. The person that did this was the one person other than their mother that they were supposed to have faith in. With that being said, before we get into today's murder and what happened, I want to tell y'all some of the info I was able to find, um, about Erica Allen. And the type of person she was. It was kind of hard to find information about her because it mostly focused on, like, the murder and everything that happened. It didn't focus on her as a person, necessarily. But at the time of her death, Erica Allen was a 35-year-old principal at Heights Elementary School that is located in the Texas City area. This school is in the Texas City Independent School District. I found a quote in, in a law and crime article that said... Quote, Texas City ISD is devastated to learn of the death of one of our employees, Heights Elementary School Principal Erica Allen. The victim's school district said this in a statement obtained by KTRK that quote Mrs. Allen was a caring educator and excellent instructional instructional leader who worked in the Texas City ISD for eight years. She was a math teacher. Early on in her career, then we hired her as a principal in 2013. She has been the principal at Heights for the past three years. Texas City ISD will provide counselors for students and staff for as long as needed. End quote. So basically, it that was I didn't want to kind of like take everything from that quote and reword it. I was like, I might as well just say what the school stated um, about her past and how she was as a teacher and just kind of give you a little background about her. But unfortunately, that was all I could really find that talked about Erica herself, which is kind of a bummer, not kind of, but it is a bummer, because I wish I had more to share about her and her life before the tragedy, because her whole life wasn't just one tragedy, right? So... It's, it sucks, like we always say, it sucks that we can't ever find information about, um, like, cases, like, people who, victims. Sorry, I couldn't get the word out. But let's get into what happened. It was May twelfth, two 2021, around 10 p.m., so the year anniversary actually just passed. Erica would be outside of her home, a 400 block of Westwood Drive, while she was outside, tending to what she was doing, a man came up to her and would shoot and kill her. Then this man would walk inside where her two children were and shoot himself and would ultimately die from this. Witnesses would say that they saw him walk into the yard, shoot Erica, then make his way inside. The intruder would actually be the one to call 911, and as the police got there, it was about 1.30 a.m., And the suspect had been deceased from the self-inflicted wound. Police would locate the two children as well and would let them know that both the two and the seven-year-olds were unharmed. I mean, imagine what was going through these little babies' heads. Like, they probably have no idea what's happening. Like, it was 10 p.m. whenever the incident happened and then 1.30, around 1.30 a.m. when the police actually, like, entered and kind of like figured out everything which is a pretty long time but there's no like statement that says how long the person was in the house before they killed themselves you know so
1: yeah isn't that crazy yeah i'm actually really surprised because if she was living in a neighborhood or even like an apartment complex type thing why did it take so long i'm sure somebody had a report like a gunfire yeah
0: and I think it was a in a neighborhood, like a house neighborhood. And yeah, that's the other thing that shocks me. It's like, well, there's a gun, a gunshot goes off, but yet you don't like like call anybody. I guess it, it could be anything. There's, I don't know. I You never know how you're gonna react in that situation, but a whole neighborhood, I guess, didn't call, or maybe they did, but they didn't know where it came from. So they couldn't say, oh, this house, this happened. So they couldn't necessarily follow up on the report, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it's just crazy to me that she was literally outside. I know, it's freaking crazy. I'm like, if you would have heard the gunshot or anybody driving by and then see, like, that whole situation unfold. And then literally somebody is laying down somewhere, whether that's in the grass, on the sidewalk, in the driveway, like, they're literally just laying there.
0: Yeah, like it could take a runner just running by. But like I said, it was 10 p.m. at night. Um, I don't I don't know. To, to us, it seems a little weird, but maybe the situation was a little bit different at the time. Um, but at this moment, we now have a murder-suicide. So with all of your knowledge on crimes like this, who do you think would have done something like this?
1: A lover. Okay. An ex or a current abusive... Boyfriend or a crazy
0: ex? Okay, you're close. You're close. Not quite there. The person that would actually commit this terrible crime would be none other than Erica's husband. (laughs) So, yeah. So this man's name is Nicholas Allen. Nicholas was actually an assistant principal at Edwin M. Wells Middle School in Spring ISD. So as you see two different ISDs you have spring ISD and you have one that's in Texas City and we kind of know all of these areas in the Texas area those schools aren't necessarily close to each other so the two had similar type jobs and it makes me wonder if that's kind of how they met but I'm not sure because I don't know if if before what I'm going to tell you if he worked there before or maybe she worked there before and she moved. I don't know what the situation was, but there was some talk that the two were actually about like talking about getting a divorce and that may have been the cause of Nicholas killing Erica. Um, So I'm wondering if like they were already separated and one moved and the other, like, I don't understand why they're into different or he could have been making the commute all the way to spring um, but yeah, that was just something interesting that I was like, well, they're married, but they work in two different ISDs, but there's probably a lot behind the scenes that are just not on these, these websites that I found it from. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because Nicholas took his own life, there was no way to hundred percent confirm what the motive for the killing was. And there was not really anything else that they could confirm that there was even a divorce in progress at all because I didn't see anywhere that stated there was documentation on a divorce and it could have just been like a new topic for the couple and it had gotten, it hadn't gone any further than a talk. I don't know, like there was, there's a lot of like, I don't knows in this case because like I said, it was focused mostly on a mother was killed in her front yard with her kids inside. Like that was like the main focus Um, but either way, something triggered Nicholas to not only take his life away from his children, but also taking their mother away from them. There was nowhere that stated where, where or what happened to the children after they lost both of their parents. Not only did they lose their parents, but they lost trust in those, in those of the ones they love around them because of what happened to them. Like my heart breaks for these children because being so young, and fragile like your brain is fragile at what i say three and seven or two and seven like and then there's no telling what the father did when he went into that house like did he talk to like what did he say to them like you know what i mean like you have no idea what's happening
1: yeah exactly and but the good thing too is i mean not the good thing but the brighter side with that is at least the two-year-old is probably not going to remember like what mm-hmm. happened that night or what really who his mother was or um, her mother was and the father. Yeah. But the seven-year-old, on the other hand, is going to remember that probably for the rest of their life.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree. And that's the, that's the part that sucks is like now that older sibling has to help, has to not only figure out how to mentally be mentally stable for himself, but for his little sister, now that he, they have no parents. They're, I, like I said, there's no telling where they went. They could have went to a grandparent or something, but I didn't want to, like, assume. Um, but he has to be able to say, hey, this is why our parents aren't here while she's so young. But when she gets older, like, it's, hard, it's a hard situation to have to explain to your kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, so that is everything I could find on Erica. Erica lost her life by the hands of her husband, and no one, when I say no one was expecting this to happen, not one person knew that there was even something going on in their relationship, unless they were, like, family or whatever. But they didn't expect it to be this bad. But that's kind of, like, the end of Erica's case. I kind of want to jump into the other case that I brought up before, and it actually hits close, home, close to home for me. I wanted to share yet another case that is also, like, the same as Erica's case, but just as important as the rest. I want to tell you guys about another murder by the hands of a husband that no one was expecting. This murder will be about Savannah Pascal. Um, So my family and I actually knew Savannah. She would actually babysit our nephews after, or my nephew, after he got out of school. Um, And the kids would all play with them. Like, they were really, like, we knew them. We knew this family. So it really was really unexpected. Um, This was honestly a shock when it happened. Savannah was such a sweet, outgoing person. And she was always willing to help when needed. She was a great mom and took really good care of her children. And that is just my personal experience with her. Um, And obviously my mom has more experience with her and my sister. But yeah, like she was just from my experience, she was a great person. Um, And this really was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. But let's get into what happened to Savannah. I shared my info at the beginning of the case. Um, of this episode. And if you need to go back and want to look more into the articles, feel free to look into our notes below the the episode. But it was October 21st, 2020 when Savannah, who was 30 at the time, was shot and killed. On this day, Savannah and her husband, Trent Pascal, who was 49, so they were about 19 years apart, um, would get into an argument. Shortly after the argument, Savannah would lean on her mom for advice on what to do she had no idea what to do because things were just just weren't working between the two during this time Trent would leave the residence Savannah and her mother would actually get worried because Trent was acting super weird after and during the fight the two would actually go and check on the children at the school they had two kids they had a daughter and a son the daughter was younger than the son um like I said, they would get worried, they would go in and check on the kids at the school just in case he tried to go pick them up or something. Um, after that, Savannah and her mother would head back to Savannah's house. After they got home, Trant was actually, so so. the way I saw it was was they came back to the house, she came back with her mother because she thought her mom would be kind of like that middle person to kind of help calm down the argument get the situation handled well she unknowingly the mother went to the master bathroom to go to the restroom she opened the door and when they when she opened it they she saw that trent was hiding in the shower he was hiding in the shower of the master bathroom and as she opened the door he's he would say or he would kind of like step out of the shower or something this is kind of like a a hard like because you you don't know no one was there but he kind of would step out of the shower and state that he was going to shoot both of them the mother and savannah i'm guessing that the mom went inside the same bathroom that trent was in when he said this to savannah's mother and she would kind of like shut the door and run outside but because she knew trent personally she would actually run outside to the neighbors she wouldn't even like like i guess he, he like yelled it and savannah would react to him yelling so they started arguing so the mom kind of like ran outside to go get help as she was running to the neighbors she would she said that she heard gunshots behind her at this point the mother was inside of the neighbor's home and trent would actually flee the scene when she saw this she would run next door like i said and find Savannah on the ground bleeding from two gunshot wounds. Well, knowing you, Barb, you're probably wondering, why the heck would she run out of the house by herself and not, like, bring Savannah with her or anything like that? Well, one of our neighbors was actually a state trooper. So she was actually trying to, like, go get a cop right away instead of calling 911. 911 or anything like that she ran to his house and got him out uh, and like had him run over but as she ran over to back to Savannah's house this trooper followed behind her and tried doing CPR on Savannah to try to help her stay alive but it was already too late and Savannah would be pronounced dead at the hospital that same day so like I said Trent ran he was not he was no longer at the house so at this point, Trent is now on the run. Savannah is dead. The mother is already like, like, oh my God, my daughter's murderer is literally on the run and I just lost my daughter. And there's, She literally had her daughter in her hands when she died, you know? Um, the state trooper already called it in. There's all this stuff happening and it's just chaotic. And the news is already talking about it. It's already been on the news and they're already putting it out on social media or whatever but he would later be found in a Walmart parking lot with a friend when the police would approach Trent he would actually pull out a gun and point it at the police while doing so the police would instruct him you need to put the gun down and you need to just back off and the police would actually fire because Trent never put the gun down he wouldn't listen They would fire their gun and hit Trent, but he would actually survive this gunshot wound. Isn't that crazy? Like, you get shot by the police when you live after murdering your wife.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, they must have just not shot him in the spot. That would kill him right away.
0: I don't know. I, this whole thing when it was happening was just, it was crazy because it happened over a period of time. It didn't happen like one day and it was just like multiple days. But he would then be taken to jail after he got out of the hospital, obviously, and he was released from the hospital in December. And I believe that, and this happened in October, so he was in the hospital for a little bit. But this isn't it. He would actually make bail and be released from jail. And all he had to do was wear an ankle monitor.
1: Mm -mm -mm.
0: after murdering his wife and pointing guns at police officers and invading police officers. You're going to tell me he was released from jail just to wear an ankle monitor. That blows my mind. Yeah. Everybody had all this terrible reaction to this, but he would actually go on the run, but police didn't know until he didn't show up to court in April. April. Wow. Wow. They would shortly find out that he had removed his ankle monitor and left his mom's house on a scooter, apparently, is what, like, was, what was on the article. And that's how it what? said he left.
1: Yeah. I thought that if you try to break the ankle monitor, that it's, like, notifies the police, and then you they have a warrant to come out and arrest you. So I think what happens is, because you have, the monitor has to be
0: charged, and I guess they just assumed he was charging it for a month. I don't know. What? It, I don't know. I don't understand the whole situation on how he even was released and then how they didn't find out he was. And it, maybe he got released at the end of May and he took it off for one day and that's when he escaped. And then all, the, I don't, I have no idea, honestly. It was so freaking chaotic whenever all of this was happening because people were freaking out. There's a freaking murderer on the loose and he's already tried to shoot police officers and his wife. So I don't, he like, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, he clearly doesn't have any regard for anybody. He's not afraid. He's literally trying to kill the police. So yes. yeah, I'd be terrified.
0: Yeah. But this was the start of an insane run where he would go on a crime spree. I'm not gonna kinda I'm not gonna go into everything he did because he's a piece of crap and I don't really care about him, but I'm not gonna go into everything. Later on January 1st of, the, of this year, police would locate Trent in Ocala, Florida, and when police would approach him, they would find that Trent had actually killed himself with a gun. After 263 days, Savannah was finally given justice, in a way, right? Um, it's hard to say given justice because she really wasn't. He was released. She was, she was murdered in 2020. This year, 2022, was when, when they found him in January.
1: And not only that, but it, she, he wasn't given the justice that she would have deserved by the court of law. He yes. took it into his own hands and decided what and how he was going to live or what his fate was going to be, which was exactly. ultimately in his life yeah and that that's happened in erica allen's case too where
0: the husband didn't she didn't get any justice because he killed himself there was no justice given to either of these cases and that's why like this made me think of savannah's case i was like they're so similar they're so similar in how they started and how they ended but not in the way that we would want but people are no longer in danger with him on the loose because I just want to like say real quick he like held somebody up at knife point and stole their car and like stole a car from a dealership and like was robbing all these places like he went on a crime spree like it wasn't like he was just running. He genuinely went on a crime spree and just was like going crazy. Um, I do want to mention that Trent was never convicted in the court of law of for the murder of Savannah. but this this literally makes me want to throw up he posted a video on youtube explaining directly to his daughter just to his daughter he has a son just to his daughter why he did what he did he posted it on youtube right before before he murdered savannah he posted this it makes my stomach hurt
1: Yeah, I'm like, I don't even want to watch that video. Mm -mm." No, I didn't. Because it's weird, because I knew
0: Trent. I knew Savannah. So, like, seeing that, and I know the kids, and it, it breaks my heart that he didn't even point out anything to the son. The son's older. The daughter was in kindergarten. I think the son was in, like, second or third grade. So, it's like, he genuinely didn't, and he kept talking about himself. In the article, it says that he was, like, me this, your mother made me do this, because I did this, and me, 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 like, you know how, how they always try to victimize themselves when they're not victims at all. Yes. But yeah, that's basically it on that case. That was like a quick rundown on both, but they were so similar that I was like, these need to be covered. Like, they need to be covered together. So today we had two cases of murder-suicide but they were still a little bit different and it breaks my heart that things like this happen and especially when it hits close to home like this and when it involves children at such a young age it's insane Mm -hmm. but what do you think of today's episode Barb?
1: I enjoyed it I think it's crazy you never told me about this case so I'm actually Quite surprised that it was pretty close to home. And with the Erica Allen's case, I've actually heard of that because it wasn't too long ago and I guess it hit a lot of the news. So I've heard of her case before and I kind of knew what it was going to be about. But you know, I definitely like that you covered it because even though they are short and it doesn't have a lot of information, those are the cases that kind of get skimmed over and people don't want to cover because there's not a lot of information on them but it doesn't matter you know there should be the same amount as coverage for the little small cases as the big ones yeah i
0: totally agree and i almost was just going to cover erica allen and it was just going to be a short episode and then it would just be fine but i was like no let's let's make it a little longer let's cover both of these And I I don't really talk about Savannah's case because like I said, it is kind of close to home. Like I personally knew her and it's hard to even talk about. Um, But yeah, I felt like it was her case needed to be, be told. And I do want to mention that I think that her parents are still actively working on with the justice system on finding out a way that we can keep people like Trent from getting bail. Like they shouldn't be allowed to even be given bail. Um, and they're, they're like being actively, like they're actively working on trying to find a way to keep that from happening in the future because he, he could have killed many people mm-hmm. just because, and he was just released and they didn't even like, it was so much stuff that happened after the fact that they're just like, I don't understand why, but yeah. So please feel free to reach out to Barb or myself at T C W T M 2021 at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at Texas chicks who talk murder with no spaces on Twitter at Texas chicks who with the number one or on Facebook at Texas chicks who talk murder. We are also asking that you guys take a minute of your time and give us a review on whichever platform you're using. This really, really, really helps us reach a larger audience. And also please share these stories to your friends and family. The reason we share this is so that way the word gets out, help us get the word out and, and help us fight the system That allowed a murderer and a, he actually had past convictions, but a criminal loose and didn't even track it. Um, And last but not least, stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking, even if you are close to them. Bye.
1: Bye.